and welcome to Gag of the Millennial. A show where we talk about pop culture, current events. And spill the hot Darjeeling right into the octave nerve. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> dead. We got it right this time. We well did. done, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Hello. Are we? You got to be nice to work yeah, here, but yeah. you do got to have gout. Yeah. Hello. Treat yourself. Treat yourself to a nice goiter. Well, treat yourself today to a what? Oh, An yes. unpopular An opinion. Wow. So, well. we, of course, kept requests quite often to do certain things, blah, blah, blah. blah. And this is requested a little bit. And so today we are going to be going through the Reddit unpopular opinions oh and God, here we talking go. about all the weird things that people say. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. We'll see. Yeah. One of we'll disagree on something. Probably. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Should we scrum? Yeah. Scrum. Rugby have a scrap. Yeah. Have, have a scrap, scrap yeah, yeah. on the train. Dirty slapper. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to do unpopular opinions. Yes. So, um, this, if you're a frequent user of the Reddit app, of which I am, oh. this um, is a hugely popular subreddit ironically for the I think title. it has like almost 4 million is that followers? what it is yeah, really so big. a lot of the things you'll find on there are just like bad take opinions that aren't unpopular at all people just love to like stir the pot yeah, yeah 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 so I've tried my very best today to find like a good range of like completely deranged unhinged and also like maybe some that might spark some Oh, she wants. She wants a fight. She's she like, does, I, yeah, want she I want the drama. Yeah, should we just should we get on with yes, it? Yes, Charlotte. So, okay. Yeah, I please do, please, please. If you are watching this on YouTube, by the way, we need to remember to keep saying this. Actually, please forget. hit the like button. Please hit the like button. Share, comment, give us your own opinions. It really helps the channel out and the podcast out. So yeah, please. This is also not our first episode. You have got many hours of yes, other content we, we, to we, watch. We've, we've been doing these for a few years now. So there's a whole playlist on my channel and in the description. So go check out the rest of. The the puddy. The puddy. Oh. The puddy. No. Well, you know, I got a, I got a comment on my video today, being like, "I wish you and Riley had a podcast." Oh. I was like, "Are you joke? Like, is that a joke? I can't quite tell." <laughs> this is going to ruffle a few feathers. Oh. I know it's going to. Okay. Adults who have an unholy obsession with anything Disney have a worse personality than the horse girls slash car guys. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love Disney as much as any 20-something, but something about these people just take it too far. Every person I've ever met with an alarming obsession with anything Disney-related is always the worst person to have a conversation with. Everything always tracks back to Disney somehow. There's no personality except for Disney. They want their wedding to be Disney. They have Disney tattoos or Disney objects splattered through their home. And at the worst, posting about Disney memes and Disney posts all over their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. all the time. I oh, mean. Wow. <laughs> oh, controversial yet brave. I feel like, so I'm going to say like Disney gays are in the same bracket to me as like Madonna gays. Okay. They're very intense, intense. <laughs> and they're very specific and they're very, the worst people we've ever met. <laughs> Say that no. I we know several Disney gays. Mm -hmm. I like those ones, but I don't like the other ones. Mm -hmm. that, oh, how problematic does this sound? It sounds very. I'm not homophobic. I just hate everyone. What I find interesting about this discussion is there is there is a online disdain for Disney adults. There's definitely yes. like this move, but I think it's just because Disney is so big. I think if you actually look into any category of anything, no matter what 
the thing is, there is always going to be a group of people within that who go so far to the extreme where they're almost insufferable. Yes. And because that's that's literally part of any community. Yes. Any fan like, base has insufferable people. Think about Harry Potter. Oh, don't. Some don't of the make pe- me think Some of the that. people who are like, so obsessed with Harry Potter, I'm like, read another book. Like, can you move? Do you know, like, every time else. I see like a Harry Potter tattoo or something now, my brain goes, <gasps> tough. Don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah. talk to them. So don't like, talk to them. Even, yeah, so ha- there are some extreme people in Harry Potter and I'm just like, this is actually a bit cringe everyone has like a you know an obsession with something or love something or whatever but there is a certain group of people regardless of what category it is that yeah. will be insufferable like the apple fanboys mm-hmm. that have to have absolutely everything brand new in mm-hmm. apple even though they're just like i i, I work in tesco no, I'm like, well you, you like apple is not helping your life here. exactly you're yeah. just obsessed which is it's fine to have like obsessions with things as long as you're making yourself happy and you're not harming anyone but i can also understand that sometimes it is kind of like i don't have a lot to relate to with people who are obsessed with Disney. Yeah. But I do find, like, from an abject point of view, you're allowed to enjoy whatever you want. You can, you're free to disagree with me, free to carry on with your life, whatever. I do find it a little bit jarring when people are so obsessed with corporations yeah, yeah, like yeah. this. Because for me, Disney is like a corporate identity that's basically made up of lawyers to protect intellectual properties uh-huh. and, like, expand their business through profit. And yes. I can't help but sometimes feel like sometimes the obsessive people are kind of like cash cows for them. Oh, and I can't break that link in my mind of being like, you're literally handing all of your income over to a corporation that does not care about you. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I... Some, it's, it's the same sort of people that are obsessed with the royals. I get oh, a similar sort ro- of like... Royalist people. Oh, I, don't, I, when, just don't, I don't have anything in common with you and it's kind of a bit jarring. I actually find... I actually feel like the royalist people as well are actually a little bit worse because it's so... It's so obvious how much the royal family don't give a... F- about yes, you yes. like Disney at least give you something back mm. like they give like you have merchandise product, like, you've yeah. got, but like what will your family do what do they what do they actually do mm. like, what are they actually doing getting involved in lawsuits like, apparently <laughs> yeah it's, it's so I don't, I don't sweat like the people who were camping outside for like 10 days or whatever just to be uh, to see the the king's coronation or whatever oh, yeah. and like would wearing head to toe union jacks and like will just like I just love I just the king. Love the, I, I love, love the royals. So They've been here so long. But like, they like can't they really tell you, you what. They're, like, they're just, oh, it's just we've always known them. But like, so I've always known air. I've always known the sky. Like, Do you think I, I go, oh, the like, sky. So, and the whole thing about people saying, like, oh, but the royals bring so much tourism. People don't come to the UK because they think they were going to see the queen. But the queen yeah, is never just going to be out. People yeah. don't come because of the, the buildings, palace, the, the buildings, palace, the, the money, the, the history, which if they all disappeared would still be there. Absolutely. It's weird. It's so strange that people would, oh, the, they bring in it's, so much. Without them, we wouldn't have tourism. It's people, like, oh. it's like the British, it's basically, it's the great British pantomime yeah. at this point. Like, I don't need someone on a solid gold throne to be like, make sure you give some extra this Christmas. Absolutely. Like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, we're not doing all of this. Wake up. Mm-hmm. So not. I think back to the original point about the Disney thing. I actually agree with this person to a, a certain degree, but I think it's only a tiny portion because I have a few. Like one of my one of my close friends, Gary, is a Disney gay. Yeah. He loves Disney, but and I, I, have, I really I, I really like Gary actually. And he goes on many. But he doesn't bring things back to Disney this is in the, the thing, same way. He rarely actually discusses everything about Disney unless I ask him. Yeah, about unless it, you or have like, a conversation. He about actually it. has an identity outside of it, but he is an intense Disney gay. He loves Disney with all of his soul, but he's not insufferable. The same way that I love The Simpsons to the core of my soul. And yes, I make jokes, I've got tattoos, but like every conversation I have isn't like, oh, um, a Bart Simpson yeah, said that. Yeah. Oh, I went, one day I bought a cup that Bart Simpson's head on. I, I don't do that I because... Bear, no. So I do find it odd though that there was like, 
Do you remember, I think it was, there was like TikTok compilations or Instagram reel compilations. First time seeing the castle since oh, before the first, COVID. The first and I'm time like, castle, so yeah. You, you, it's been like two years and they literally break down sobbing Sobbing. Are you okay? Uh -huh. Like, is something bigger going on here? Like, yeah. I can understand that the magic of the films have like a, a huge point in all of our lives growing up. Like, for me, Sleeping Beauty, that, that song is, I know you, I walked with you once upon a... I have <laughs> not watched Sleeping Beauty. You have so... one it's oh, my, it's a the funny thing song. is, it's actually like my favorite Disney film, but I've not actually seen it in years. The art style is beautiful, and that song is so nostalgic to me. And I do really enjoy that sort of like um, that era of yeah. Disney, where it's still animated. It's kind of old. I love hand drawn. Yeah, I love the, the hand drawn, -drawn art style. Era. Even the yeah. fact that they weren't afraid. Like, so what really peed me off about the remise, the recent Maleficent films is that they they changed the way she spoke because she actually says like, "I am the demon of hell. Mm. Like, I'm going to kill you all." And she was like. Go into a death-like sleep. That's and I true, think, yeah. like, watering down original storylines is annoying. Annoying. Because I'm like, yeah. like, the world is actually quite gruesome. Let's try to stop not wrap young people in as much bubble wrap as we do because they will be totally unprepared oh, for yeah. the real when, life. When, when we discuss anything about the stuff that we did as young kids and to Spencer now, yeah. like, I'm not one of those people who are like, well, we, we actually went outside. Like, yeah. I'm not though. But, like, some of the things that... I feel like we were exposed to were actually kind of almost beneficial to understand the yeah, real world. I do think we have a lot of like internet-based trauma yeah. from what we were suddenly like shown, especially things like those old viral videos, like yeah. One Man, One Jar, yeah. Kids in Sandbox, all yeah. that nonsense. But I mean, like saying something like, oh, she'll die. But yeah. being like, no, it's just going to go yeah, into death, uh, yeah, like, like sleep. sleep. Why not just say coma? Uh, the thing, if you watch any like old Disney stuff, and like obviously oh, they're, 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 there are problematic things, but like some of like the stuff that was shown, it was like, oh, it's actually quite spooky. Mm. Like it actually is like actually quite scary. It made you feel and, like, <gasps> yeah. And, and that think, was kind of the point. But now it, you just, you just see a tiny bit of like a wart on a woman's nose and it's like, oh, it's oh, too oh, scary children. Yeah. But no, it's smooth her skin. Like, no, this is a witch. Yeah, like, I know. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I do feel though, like, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not a huge huge, 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 huge fan of like 3D animation. And I feel like the fact that we don't really see any like hand-drawn animation anymore. No, I, yeah, to be honest, I- It's kind of sad. I, I get a bit like, well, oh, it would be nice to see maybe like one or two I, made every now and then. There is something about hand-drawn. Yes, I get that it takes so much longer. I understand that the process of why they do this now, but like there is something that feels more like real. Like it yeah. feels wholesome and like actually has like, like well, her... it's the same reason, like, when you watch horror films or whatever, if they use puppetry instead of CGI, yeah, oh you my God. feel a lot more, like, you feel more. It's like, yeah. oh, that's actually genuinely quite horrific. Mm -hmm. The early days of CGI and horror movies, Terrible. some of them were the worst was things. Alien 3, where it's just literally, like, a green bug oh. going like this around the screen, like, PowerPoint. It's like, that's just it's not. So, let's, just, let's just not. So dumb. It's so dumb. But anyway, I agree with the statement to a certain degree, but I do feel like in any subculture of any anything that any someone fandom, likes, there is always intense people that ruin it and that make it feel like cringe even like to begin with like sometimes you'll make a video and some people get so irate about something because it's not specifically for them the amount of times we'll get comments on videos sometimes of people like, i didn't actually like this one stop doing it yeah just like, <laughs> like, like oh or it's oh, someone will be like i didn't like it i didn't like the fact that you put this like this and i'm like this is an hour and 20 minute video yes. and you have pointed like 42 minutes and 12 seconds for like three seconds and you've gone that's the worst that's thing the in worst this entire video that's yeah, what i'm gonna talk strange. about even though i'm literally covering like this woman died of plastic surgery and you're <laughs> yeah. like i hated it when you did this yeah it's very strange people get some strange someone ideas someone the other day had a go at me in the comments because every now and then i tongue pop 
And they were like, I don't like this new habit you've started. It's like, well, I don't, I'm not here. Okay, well, I'm like not that, a talking puppet for you. It was like, I mean, this is not even so much like intense people of like fandoms or whatever, but like what we're just talking about now. But it's like the woman who said she was unsubscribed to me because I burped in a video. Oh, yeah. It's and she was, so un- she was so unhappy that I burped. I got like, I couldn't help it. And I thought the way that it happened in the video was actually kind of funny because I was in mid talking and it was like a joke. Like, and, she, and now it's becoming an in joke. Unsubscribe immediately. But she was so outraged that I burped in a video. She was like, I'm it's absolutely f-ing revolting that you would do this. I'm unsubscribing. You were disgusting. How, why would you not edit it out? And I'm like, that can't come on, sis. It's like, it's a burp. Like, you're telling me you don't burp. It's weird. This is really recently. It was only posted a day ago. Dating is not easier for women. Okay. Mm. Every day online, you see men complaining about how dating is so extremely difficult these days, especially when it comes to online dating apps. These thoughts are usually followed with the idea that modern dating is so much easier for women and how unfair that is. Yet the fact that modern dating sucks for pretty much everyone. I saw an accurate quote the other day that said, women gatekeep sex and men gatekeep relationships. As... Many male friends I have complain about not getting any matches on dating apps. I know even more female friends who complain about guys they're seeing just stringing them along and not committing to anything serious, complaining about the Netflix and chill trend. Even popular social media influencers and models, women who are fairly wealthy and have millions of followers and loads of people find them attractive, can be found complaining online about how men only like them for their bodies or are only related or are only interested in sex rather than relationships. So maybe it's easier these days for women to abstain casual sexual relationships with men, but serious long-term relationships are actually difficult. So this kind of opens up a little box of words. Oh, because box of... Yeah, my initial thing is, I do think dating is inherently hard. I'm yes. of the opinion that you only need to find one person that you really like. Like, recently, Louis said something very interesting to me, and I... Now it makes a lot of sense Louis to me. her boyfriend. Louis my know. boyfriend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've been together for over a year. There was, there was some story or something I was reading about, and it was uh, this woman was complaining about when a man wouldn't show her off on social media. And it was because so, it's because this man was actually seeing multiple women and oh, she okay. was being strung along. And he said something to me. Louis said something to me. It was very, very important. He said, men love to show off their toys. They love to show off their cars. They love to show off their women. Mm-hmm. If they're not showing you off, something's happening. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this like tip of like masculine knowledge that I've just never insi- thought of. Oh, insight into the male oh, side. the WikiLeaks of dating. Literally, I was just like, <laughs> you, that is so on the point because men love to show off things. They love mm-hmm. to show off technology. They love to show off their money. They love to show off their cars. If they're not showing off the woman they're with, it's usually there's something going on behind the scenes there. Maybe they're trying to see multiple different people or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, my God, that actually makes a lot of sense. How do you find the online dating world? I feel like well, it's a little so bit different for like LGBT reason, dating. One of the reasons why I have been single for so long is because because like I have so much anxiety about actually starting because like it just seems at this time with the way social media is it just feels like a minefield yeah it and does so I, I just agree. I've kind of just stayed single because I, I didn't but which is stupid because I never, nothing's going to change in my life I'm never going to meet someone no, like yeah. if I don't at least try try the make the effort to meet someone like there is a chance in I could meet someone when I'm just like out and out about. And out. But like, it's still it's quite rare. rare. I haven't really put my toe into it too much because I just, I'm like, oh, do I need that stress? But also mm. I would like to be with someone. So it's so, an interesting one to battle around. I actually think the sort of agreeing and going on from what you've just said there, date online dating and dating apps is actually like, you. it's a skill you have to learn. And it's a skill you have to learn. It's almost like a business thing of being able to say like a couple of sentences that are really personal to you about things you care about uh-huh. that might uh, entice questions from people that you're interested mm-hmm. about. So, for example, before um, I met Louis, I I was... 
obviously my ex and stuff had already happened. That was in the past. I'd taken a couple of months out of like everything just to work on myself, to make myself feel a bit better. It was about a year actually. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna start dating again. So I personally, and I always tell trans women to do this, put that you're trans in your bio. If you're yeah. not on a specific trans dating app, if you're on like something like Tinder, put it in your bio. I know you're also gonna attract a couple of nutters, but it does make the conversation a little bit easier. And also people aren't gonna get irate at you and blah, 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 blah. Actually like trying to distill who you are down in a couple of sentences is beating like 90% of the game already. Yeah. The amount of like male dating uh, people that I would match with who are just like, ask me for more. Ask me about this. Yeah. Ask me. And I'm like, you, you've you given me nothing. You've got a badly lit photo where you're frowning and you've gone, ask me. Yeah. I'm like, immediate avoid. And like some of these people will then go online and be like, it's so hard to find a match these days. There's no, you're not offering you're not anything. Offer- I think you're people not love to blame anything. anyone else for their own shortcomings. Inept. Yeah. Inept. Yeah. And it's like literally, you could, if you, if you have like a silly joke that's not misogynistic if you're trying to attract a woman yeah. in your bio, it is kind of interesting to hear the ve- the huge differences between like male dating and female dating online because I said this in a video recently, we, me- we raise male and female children so differently that when they grow up they actually genuinely think they're like different species yeah, yeah. and if you have no crossover how on earth are you ever going to find anything to talk about or find in common and therefore make it easier to build a life together if yeah. you're so different already yeah. you are literally only going to use each other for e- for your bodies Absolutely. because you have nothing else in common am I of the opinion that it's harder for women to date online maybe not quite that way I do as a, a my experience with dating online the experiences that I've had with like casual dates have been quite bad. But yeah, I haven't had that. Like, I have not had a good experience with that casual dating. A casual date is is just like it's just a bit naff. And I think it's because people aren't good at dating. It feels very like slightly incelly when it's like, oh, women don't want to be with me. And it's like, well, you what are you actually offering? Yeah, someone? what are you offering? what are you offering someone? Yes, I understand that looks and appearance, like a lot of this stuff does come into it. It but, does, but like there is something for everyone. But like if you're, I don't know, I don't consider myself the most attractive. I know that what I do to myself makes me unattractive to people, whatever. But I still make sure that in my my photos I will take it like well lit best foot forward yeah make sure and I try to write a bio that at least has I don't just go lol I'm gay (laughs) lol I love the Simpsons and that's it no I I actually say like you know what's even worse than a bio like that though just stats where they're like six foot six inches size 12 I'm like Ugh. Yeah, I want. What you if to, I ordered like, a sex doll? <laughs> yeah, like I just think no matter who you are, what you are, how you identify anything, like there is make someone sure out there that for you. you are putting yourself forward in the best possible way because it's overall being like, well, if they don't accept me when I love that shit, it's like, but that's not good. Like, um, that's not the world we live in. But also, you have to remember, is like, are you also feeding into this? Do you see someone with a gross photo or like bad and go, ugh, uh, scum? Because I bet most of the people who talk about this actually are the thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think, are you actually trying your best as well? If you want to have a conversation about like uh, unrealistic beauty standards, we absolutely can. That is a separate yes. conversation to saying dating is harder. I think now like there's so many generational things that have affected our generation when it comes to dating. So unrealistic pornography expectations, like Instagram, people don't look like that. People aren't behaving like this. People don't interact like this. And then also watching like reality TV things like Love Island and things like that, where most of the men will all stick together and be like, I don't 
like I just I just have a slam piece or whatever. It's they like, just want to raw dog each other. Going back to the unpopular opinion, I don't find I don't think that dating. Oh no, do I agree with them? Dating is not easier for women. Okay, I agree with that. I think it's difficult for everyone. Yeah. But you also have to learn the game that you're playing. Yeah. You also have to be realistic. If you, as a, let's say you are a man that doesn't go to the gym, you have no interest in fitness, you have no interest in I don't know like women's health or anything like that. How on earth are you going to date a ten out of ten Instagram model that spends every day in the gym? Mm-hmm. Every day working on her diet, every day doing like uh, running her own business. You are polar opposites. Yeah. You are not going to have anything in common. However, if you are a nerdy gamer who loves going on long walks and you meet another nerdy gamer who loves going on long walks, you're going to have so much more in common. I, this, so, I think some like, people. Yes, the fantasy is exciting, but unless you have anything in common with the fantasy, you're yeah. very unlikely to meet that person. Yeah, I think some people, instead of actually. It's not. I, t- to me, I don't even see it necessarily about a looks thing. I think it's more no, of I don't like think it is. dating. Lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, lifestyle. Find people who actually connect with you. Not, don't just look at someone and go, oh, she's yeah. fit. She's been my bird. Yes. Yeah. Some opposites can attract to a certain degree, but like, yeah. if I was with someone who you had nothing in common, hated gaming, imagine? didn't like The Simpsons, hated the kind of music, but I, I liked, loved his abs. But like, like, like how, we, ma- how what much? Would we, like, yeah. What could you? What, how many? How many times can you say I really like your abs? Yeah. Like there, <laughs> there, there, there are certain things that you have to be realistic and like. And the thing is, same with me. To be honest, like I know piercing myself as many as I times I have like I ultimately make myself less attractive to a lot of people I would not then try to go for people who don't like piercings who don't like tattoos who don't like these things because why would you yeah why would you try and change because someone there are many hot people out there who I'm like oh they're hot but like if if they don't like these specific things I wouldn't go after them like just be realistic yeah what's really shocking about the eight passengers child abuse case is how many people agree with the abusive mother Oh, so I don't know a huge amount oh, about this story, yeah, but I know I've, I've, I've sort of briefly on mm-hmm. X come across the story. The mother from Eight Passengers YouTube account got arrested for one of her kids escaping and asking a neighbor for food and water. He said that he sorry, he said that he had been detained, so the neighbor called nine one one. I'm in some Facebook mummy and gentle parenting groups and survived an abusive childhood. It is absolutely insane how many mothers in this group side with the mother. Well, the law only requires me to feed and clothe them. That's what people are saying in this Facebook group. Why in the world would you have kids when your ultimate goal is to treat them as horribly as possible? Teenagers should not have the right to privacy, one said. You should check their phone. I agree in case of emergencies and uh, intense worry. Take away their bedroom door, ground them, and a lot of Uh, other people in this group agree with taking away food as a punishment. (gasps) Take away all their clothes. Get them... Oh my God. Get them to have their hair cut super short. That will teach them. (gasps) Fucking hell. They will punish toddlers for having meltdowns, fifth graders for not being excited about their homework, etc. I want to say one little thing, okay. and I think this uh, to everyone here: strict being a strict parent does not create better children; it creates better liars. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, there's a, there's a YouTube, there's a family channel called Eight Passengers, where essentially it was like a normal family channel. They document their life. We are I'm guessing kids there's are doing eight of this. them. Yeah, yeah. It's basically essentially it's like a, just a normal family channel as you would normally see on the internet. Mm-hmm. However, there has been many videos videos about these parents over the years because of some of the punishments that the family would do to the children. One of the punishments was to one of the eldest sons was, uh, I, can't, I don't know exactly what he did wrong, but they took his bed away for eight months. 
his and bed. made him sleep on a bean bag, which isn't good for your back, especially as a growing child. It's not good for you. Made like him sleep on the floor. Uh, there was one time where the tod- one of the toddlers, a child, she must remember like five or six, was in school and she forgot to take her lunch into school. And the school had rung the mother to be like, she doesn't have a lunch. Can you please bring her lunch for the child? And the mother was like, no, it's her responsibility to make and make her lunch and take it in with her. If she hasn't done it, she doesn't get to eat and she was like vlogging this as well and said that i hope no one gives her any food because she needs to learn that if she doesn't bring her food she doesn't get to eat and this happened a few times with some of the other children as well holy like, shit and there was there were so many things about this and she was like uh disclosing lots of the kids like private information about like uh puberty things and like oh, so much one of the, i think one of the kids as well got sent away to like a boarding school for like months and months on end because Family he did one little thing and so there's been so many times over the years that this family has done awful things to their children, but like nothing has happened. And the amount of times that CPS, I think it's called, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, Child Protection yes, Services. That's it. Got called in for the family and like inspected the family, but they just like, didn't do anything, even though there were so many like red flags mm. there. Well, you've had like personal experience personal with like experience. something w- like that I as well. I was fully failed by the system yeah, back in the day. The system like, does not, not the system work. takes like parents' word as yeah. like gospel. And the only difference I would say is because they're like, if that happening now, because stuff happened to me when I was a child in the 90s and early noughties, the fact that it's happening now, as well, because it's like recent, it's not mm. even that long ago, like is really shocking. It's to the stage where it took the child who was, had like gaffer tape around their arms, <gasps> that had gaffer tape marks around their arms and they were like, in their bedroom completely malnourished managed to climb out of their window and go to the neighbours and being like can you please give me food and help me because we're like suffering and then another child was also in the house in the same condition there were so many red flags like in your face red flags that like nothing was done nothing was done nothing and then the fact that there are are parents out there like agreeing with these punishments like if you think this is appropriate to your do to your children then you You should not have children but luckily like it's come to light now and she's been arrested one of the eldest children who actually didn't live with them at the time took a photo when it was happening be like i'm so glad that finally justice is being served the kid was like we have asked so many times for this to be investigated and nothing happened that this is finally happening after years and years and years of neglect and abuse this is what i find so shocking about when we hear these stories is that if you were to hear of any of these stories outside of the family dynamic it would be immediate like media Mm -hmm. like explosive coverage if this was happening at a school rather than in a parent's household it would be like shocking Uh shocking everyone would be talking about it constantly and i'm only giving you a fraction of what actually happened like you obviously can go research it because going to read a little bit yeah. more about this later but it's it's so shocking to hear when parents are like oh yeah no well i beat my kids and i turned out fine it's like no you beat children so you're not fine yeah like, absolutely. like absolutely. the fact that you say that you thought i'm very much of the opinion of like there has to be a way to relate to your child the importance of um certain types of behavior that yeah. you want to encourage is punishment even the right word to do for this because like children don't really know right from wrong they have a vague sense of like identity and like what they should and maybe shouldn't do yeah but like generally when children start acting out like problematic behaviors it's because they've learned them from somewhere oh it's learned from somewhere absolutely children don't usually become unless perhaps there's like 
something going on with that child that needs to be like medicated or um, not medicated, but like investigated from a medical point of view. Yeah. Um, maybe they're neurodivergent or something and don't quite get that they shouldn't injure something or you know, whatever it might be. Whereas we see quite often children that are acting out that nowadays they kind of look at like the parental nature of being like, well, it, like what's actually here? So we're well, working in retail and seeing the amount of children that were like unbearable. I'm like, all these kids aren't. They're Ill. products of like, their parents. Yeah, like you you can't tell me that there there happens to be no. this many children no. that happen to have issues. Like so clearly there is parenting in, issues going interestingly on. Interestingly enough, when I um, went for my ADHD appointment, both of my psychiatrists that um, had to assess me asked me about my like family history and asked me how my parents also behaved. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, I think this is the case in um, uh, quite a lot of like American doctor sur- like psychiatrist surgeries. They'll ask to bring in parents with the children who they suspect have ADHD okay. because. It could be a late case diagnosis. It usually runs in families like ADHD, autism, these sorts of things. They do represent like throughout family dynamics and family generations. Yes. So now they're actually being like, well, let's ask, let's put the same questionnaire to a parent to find out actually if this is just a case of like, oh, this is going backwards further and further and further. Uh So you could extrapolate that towards like undesirable behaviors in children quite often are seen also in undesirable behaviors in parents yeah so it does surprise me that i that none of this was picked up by like cps or anything like that it's, because yeah, it is it's, it's really, really it's it's so dark and bleak and i don't think have you ever heard of like a family channel that hasn't been just embroiled in scandal there's and- been so there's been a lot of talk about this family because it's a little bit like the madeline mccann situation where like they're white and they're rich so they're able to kind of, you know... So they're automatically they're innocent. All, yeah, so it, it, money, unfortunately, like money can Peaks. definitely get you... Freedom. Freedom. Even just going on what this... Take away the eight passengers situation, yeah. being like... But joining a forum and the fact that mums in that forum are, are like... Are, are saying they agree with the family, but also saying cut their hair super short. That will teach them. It's like, well, what will that teach? That will teach them that they can never trust the one person in the world that they thought was there to protect them. Like, I've that one, like, what a horrible thing to do. Like, and also, like, no matter how much you try to raise a kid, like, children will get influenced by people, like, kids in school. Yeah, of Things course. around them, like, and you have to try to teach them. But, like, to, like, cut their hair short. Would, it, would a young child even understand that that's... I have a story about cutting hair, actually. So when I was a child, I loved having really long hair. I had naturally kind of like fair blonde hair. Nowhere near as light as this, obviously, because this is chemical. But I had really, really light blonde hair. And it was really long. It was about down to sort of here. And I would grow it longer. Everyone always used to mistake me for a girl. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a problem to me. And now, obviously, that makes sense now, many years later. The amount of other adults that would be like, Oh, I I bet if we cut your hair, your dad would love that. And it's like the other adults that would kind of almost like make snidey, snipey comments at me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so no one's really got my back here. Like oh, no one absolutely. is actually yeah. looking after me. Whereas my mum would always be like, you can have your hair however you want it. Mm-hmm. I remember when we went in, when I was going into high school, my mum did have a moment of like, you probably are going to get really bullied if you have really long hair in the way that you have it now. Yes. So I decided to have like short hair and a mullet, <laughs> which is worse. But um, I still have my long hair that I really liked, but I had short hair like everywhere else. My mum was one of the only people that had my back in that situation. And I just kind of feel now that like the idea that there are other parents saying things like, well, cut their hair to teach them. If someone had forced cut my hair as a child, I would have been so broken. Absolutely. I would have been a broken, traumatized child. And that's just a haircut. Yeah. Like I, and I'm, I'm guessing that maybe, I don't know, some of these people are like, they've done something wrong. They haven't listened, they haven't cleaned their room or something. So they're like, well, we're going to punish you for something that will take months to recover from. And this is the thing is, I feel like, like there's always these there's always memes going around about like 
like um I'm not going to be like my child's first bully. Yeah. And like essentially that's what you're that's being. That's what you're doing. And like to say here that like, teenagers don't uh, have the right to privacy, you should just take away their teenagers phone do and have the right remove to their bedroom door. That is shocking to me. Like, like teenagers are allowed privacy. I no matter what you how you want to raise a child, when a child gets to like a teenage age and puberty hits and all these things, all the hormones are going all crazy in their bodies and like it is weird for they, you to want to be able to see them at all yeah, times of the day. What like, are you, you are that's, being a freak there. It's just like if you remember what you were back as like a teenager, like boy or girl, whatever. Teenage boys, well, they get all like horny or whatever. They have like a, like I masturbated as a teenager. Like to the fact that all that say the privacy was all gone or whatever, or then the door wasn't there. Like I know that we have a very funny attitude towards like sex in this country, especially, but like masturbation is a natural, healthy part of like a healthy, like working body. Yeah. And the idea that you are kind of depriving your like growing young adult son mm -hmm. of that um necessary like ex self-exploration is going to make them angry and yeah. confused and upset and it's also going to introduce right relationship dynamics that potentially have problems later in life because they weren't afforded the opportunity to actually understand what privacy is and they might do it to other people I because they it, thought it was normal yeah i find it very strange when it comes to a lot of the like the the turf people on the internet now and the these big as that scream about sex and stuff it's like when they hear about teaching teaching kids in school about sex education it's like they they go to oh well they're, they're promoting sex they want yeah, them to like have not, sex it's... underage and it's like no matter what you do say or whatever to a child teenagers and sex teenagers in school are going to be having sex it's just going to happen no matter yeah. how but yeah, yeah. even the ones that are like purity rings our christian oh, oh, those are the like, ones that are literally oh, behind yeah, like, the like, behind the bike sheds like teaching kids about safe sex is not promoting sex it's just saying the kids we know you're doing it this is how you do it safely teenagers teenagers will explore themselves and they will want to do things like it's going to happen like, i remember what i was like in as a teenager in school i wasn't out there doing nefarious disgusting no. things but of course i was i was, I was a, a late bloomer i was well. a I curious like teenager and of course i wanted to know about wanking and all this mm. shit and like as a gay child I was always like oh I wish I could like touch that boy's willy like of course <laughs> as, like, like things like that happen and there's many teenage I met there were six girls in our school no but five or six girls who dropped out because of they got uh, yeah, pregnant yeah, teenage. yeah 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 like teenagers yeah. are going to have sex yeah. like teach them how to do we it. had like, five I think it was five pregnancies before our GCSEs and one of them had twins it's ridiculous like adults will look at teenagers and be like they sit at home reading the bible and they don't do anything until they hit 18 no. and all of a sudden it's oh I might kiss someone today you are stupid I, do you know I actually find that really weird I, I hear this story in America quite often is that like right up until like 18 like literally on the dot they're treated as an infant child that can't look after themselves mm -hmm. as soon as they hit 18 they can take $200,000 worth of debt Yeah, and it's like well how do you like unless you give them room to expand as an adult you can't just be like right you're 18 now off you yeah. go like yeah. you've given you like two weeks ago you were asking them to hold up their hand to go to the toilet and now you're like, well, you can get a house now. Like, what are you doing? As a society, we have a very weird current view about like what it means to be like growing up. Yeah. I think we are at the same, we're infantilized at the same time as like expected to behave immediately as an adult without yes. being given the room to grow. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's very, it, is, it is a bit weird hearing people say things like that. Like,
like none of these children are grow, grow up and have healthy relationships with themselves with other people even with their parents no if their immediate like discomfort was punished with haircuts and no privacy if my if my so I live with my grandparents if my grandparents punished me when I did things that were like kids do naughty things like if, my, if they cut my hair off and then took the drawer of my bedroom I wouldn't speak to them that was the all, day you, they turn 18 they are going no contact yeah, with you yeah like you you would have done all those awful things to me and I would have been traumatized like what you talk like oh we the school's the happiest time of my life no oh so no. I was beating up at school bullied and when I got home because I was angry because I might have taken some one or two things out of my grandparents they then took my door away cut my hair and they got all my privacy awful, and I'm like yeah. great wonderful time of my life like luckily that wasn't my upbringing with my grandparents they were very loving but do you know what I mean? Do you no, know what I'm absolutely. To say? I same... completely get it. Completely yeah. get it. I... What was the original thing? Was it like there's something wrong with with parents that do that? It was what's really shocking about the eight passengers child abuse cases. How many people agree with the abusive mother? And that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I okay. For me, that's a popular opinion. Well, like, I, I guess hold on, that opinion. On, in that forum, it must have been. It must have been, been. Yeah. The most awful mothers people. and parents and things. Facebook like, mums again though. It's, it's like like Mumsnet and one million mums. I'm oh, just like stupid. Just the, anyone that's like, oh, I'm an avid user of Mumsnet. I'm like, you're just the worst person. Like, don't. Talk as, to me. as you said many times, like family channels, I they, they give, something they give me real it. Yeah, there is something like I feel like there's something inherently nefarious about just I don't know, just like exposing everything about your like infant children on the internet. I don't yeah. know. It's just for me, it's a bit weird. It's one of those things of like work laws. When yeah, when, so this yes. is like a, this is like a full this they did this full time. They had like almost four million subscribers. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, well, your children are now working every day, all day, every day. This isn't and just, you won't pay them. No, no. This, uh, well, you're punishing them too. Yeah. you're putting them in the bedroom. <laughs> Wrapping them up and not feeding them. Like, it's like that one that was like, why cry for the thumbnail? Cry why aren't you crying? Cry, cry. cry. Weird. Yeah, I hate family channels. I, I think them, they're absolutely just like you should not be using your children as. Content. I don't think. Have you ever heard of like a good example of a family channel? Of like I, an no, ad, like, never. never. I, whenever never. I hear about them, I'm always like, oh, it's the worst kind of person. The mum's mm-hmm. been arrested for gaffer taping children to radiators. Yeah. The majority of people who travel don't enjoy it. God, okay. I mean, I don't like the aspect of like getting up at 4am to go to the airport. Oh yeah, who likes that? We live in a fake world where uh, where people only document things to appear good on their social media. I've had the opportunity to travel to different countries and take road trips from the east to the west coast of the US. It's not as fun as people make it out to seem. This is very America-centric though. This is America, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't show the fun side of their travels. Wait, they, don't, they don't show the side of their travels where they are exhausted from jet lag and not sleeping for 24 hours at some times. They don't show how people tried to stiff them by charging more for things they bought because they can tell you're a tourist. They don't show how they are desperately lost trying to find their hotel, Airbnb, shopping center or restaurant. I'm so, this person is must be like 90 years old and like how dare you have fun they don't tell you that the food they're taking pictures of looks aesthetically pleasing but tastes like wet cardboard where are you eating where okay they don't tell you how they smell bad because they haven't had a chance to shower during their trip who 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 is this all they will show you is a fake side of their travels through fake pictures of them pretending to be happy on a location they regret to going or wasn't what they thought it would be i said what i said so i agree to a certain degree only because i'm someone who also hates traveling i like being in the location but the traveling part of it i loathe however that's just my feeling of traveling like the idea that you would be like everyone trying. Yeah. Some people actually quite like the travel. Mm-hmm. Like yes, of course, if you're traveling first class, it's a lot more comfortable. Yes. Some people have more money and they can make them a little more comfortable. But like my housemate, for example, loves going on like some rickety train down uh like a 
countryside or whatever yeah. and being like exploring that like I personally wouldn't enjoy that, but he loves it. That's weird. But you're not like, saying you're lying. lying. You're lying. You don't really like this rickety train. Again, it depends. It depends on the person. But this person's like almost like projecting their animosity. But also, this is main character. This is main character. One hundred percent. It's like I, because I don't enjoy something. Everybody else is lying if they it's dare. Weird. Say that it's weird. It's very enjoy strange. It. It's very strange. But the thing is, as well, she the person that oh tr- they're getting angry, trying to find the air with me, trying to find the restaurant. Trying, but like this sounds like that's an experience they've had they've through had, poor planning. But that wouldn't. Like, yes, sometimes sitting in an airport, I find very laborious and it's boring and getting on a plane is uncomfortable. If your whatever. flight is delayed for whatever it it's is. It's annoying. Like, oh, but like, sake. if I'm trying to find a restaurant or like the Airbnb, I don't get angry. I don't get angry in those times. I'm like, or not being able to shower during your trip. Like, what? Like, what would you like? You've stayed at an Airbnb that doesn't have a shower? Yeah, I don't <laughs> really understand what you're talking about. It feels very strange because like, if we're trying to find a restaurant in the evening, like it's so easy just to find it on your phone. And they, the fact they've said like, oh, from the East Coast, I've been from the west coast to the east coast of the u.s like sis that's the same country you're not really going to experience much like different variation yeah. i get that each state I has get, individual yeah. individual like, culture realistic stuff like that but like going from like russia to portugal which yeah. is the equivalent of driving from like the east to the west of the u.s you are going to experience so much different culture absolutely different sites different ways of food different languages different ways of speaking that kind of a thing i do find that very america-centric oh, view of being like thing. every Everyone's lying about traveling because yeah. I couldn't shower during my trip and it's I hated that. Absolutely. Well, we all, America does. Americans do have this thing of like, we are the world and everywhere else is somewhere else. Yeah, like, some, um, it's not real. Like yeah. growing up in the 90s, it was very pushed into us from America, me, from Americans media. Like America was like the place to be. Yeah. It is the be all it and end all of the human experience mm. to the stage where I even in the early days of my YouTube career was like, I would love to go to LA in LA YouTube. LA. I visited instantly changed my mind, <laughs> especially within in nowadays. Well, looking at the past like five, six years of America's history, like you couldn't pay me yeah. enough money to live in America. Yeah, I mean, I've not been to America. Um, we've got perhaps a few, a couple of trips like lined up that we're planning on going on, but I am still a little bit like, it, it kind of fills me with a bit of nervousness yeah. now rather than the excitement that I used to think of America when I was like growing up. It was, mm-hmm. as you say, it was literally like, the streets are paved with gold. There's Hollywood girls. Yeah. But actually seeing people that live there and being like, just don't bother with just it. Don't I'm just don't bother. A bit like, oh, really? But my, my, just the fact that, like, even if you just hurt yourself and need an ambulance, that's going to cost you five thousand oh, yeah, dollars for an it? ambulance. So like, we, we will have to travel with like very specific health insurance. Yeah, we? we would. Yes, <laughs> we would. And the thing is, like, if I go to America now, is what we're going to do. We're going to go to like a theme park. We're going to go to yeah. theme park. We're going to go for a specific thing. But like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't travel to America now to like travel America. See America. I'd yeah. be like, no, I'm going for specific things because one thing America does do really well is theme parks. Yeah, they blow the water out from like especially in the uk like we have fun theme parks but america like does it way better yeah actually going around like because i stayed in west hollywood for two weeks and like experienced america because we went all around hollywood we looked all around like all the things you could do in la as much as you can you know in that small space of time and i was like this really isn't the tea the tea and no. in new york as well we i spent a few days in new york we were on times square i'd love to do new york all that christmas stuff. That's something and I went really through that. And I, while I was there in, in Christmas time, it was all the snow. It was wonderful seeing the snow. But again, it was like, 
it's actually really filthy. I feel like it's a similar sort of feeling that people get when they go to Paris. Mm-hmm. Like there is even a name for it, isn't it? It's called like Paris it's syndrome. It's like Paris or something. syndrome. It's yeah. when people visit from either um, like Japan or South Korea because in the movies, Paris is presented as like the most romantic city in the world, yeah. girls. Yeah. But then as soon as you go, it's actually quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. There are places you really shouldn't really be after dark. Yeah. Yeah. There are like there's rubbish in the streets. Like people don't care as such Mm -hmm. like the driving is difficult like it's very and I don't mean to offend anyone whilst they're listening to this but like everywhere has its problems Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes media has this way of glossing over them to look so gorgeous and gold and sparkly but actually then that builds up in your mind a different part of what you're actually seeing well just think about Florida we can't we were going to go to Florida on holiday I can't go to Florida we're not going to go anymore because obviously I can't go Luxor is basically outlawed and then oh it's such a wonderful place for who for who for like the white Right wingers at the yeah. moment, like what? That literally, that's it. Yeah, and it's like if that's a wonderful place for you, you do it. It's very that saying of like, well, we're, you're not going to go to heaven. It's like if you're going to heaven, I don't, I don't want, want to. to be there. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Goodbye. It's very Goodbye. that. But yeah, I I think it's the the I agree to a certain degree that some people might because I mean social media is fake in general. Like yeah. everything to a certain degree, what you're watching of us is a thing that we are choosing to put on the internet. I do yeah. feel like we're as close to real like I mean the way that we shout and talk and make jokes yeah, like exactly it's very that. difficult to fake that obviously there's still things that we won't share on the internet or we won't show you so to a certain degree even the most honest people there are still parts of them or parts that we won't yeah. share so I think it's weird for them to be phrased as lies because mm-hmm. for me it's omission yeah it's like I'm not lying as such but like if I don't post a photo of me waiting at an airport for five hours that's not me lying that I've had a, a good holiday that's me Choosing not to share, like oh, I'm actually exactly. exhausted in an exactly, airport. Exactly, exactly. Like I just feel this person just feels like a bit bitter or something. Yeah, yeah. something's happened. They've or... had a bad experience and they've gone. This is what travel is for yeah, everyone. It's very strange. We live in a world now that everything on social media, to a certain degree, is of course hyped up yeah, or beautified or in filtered. Some way. But like we know that. Yeah. We everybody knows that. I, I feel like it's very rare to find someone who looks something on, on social media and takes it as like fact. Well, this is actual fact. Yeah, there are some like crazy people, but like. It's Everyone media literacy, lying. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's now now we're having to work out these things. Back in the day, it was like, don't believe everything you read on Facebook. Mm. Don't believe everything they put in a headline. And now it's like, okay, don't believe everything you necessarily see online. Yeah. And that's just a level of media literacy and critical thinking that needs to evolve with it. Because the idea that... So for even a lot of those, the travel social media people, the travel influencers, they'll go to... So one in the top of my mind that I can think of is Santorini in Greece. And they'll take photos at specific times of day when no one is there. Yeah. Maybe it's like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. So they can get like their shot as like the sun comes up or whatever. People go there at 2 p.m. going, why is it so busy? It looks yeah. really empty. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. use critical thinking here. Yeah. Because this is a popular Instagrammer going to a hugely popular tourist place. Of course, there's going to be people there. Yeah. It's like the same thing. People go to Buckingham Palace and go, God, it's really busy. Yeah, I can't like, get... The, well, what are you well, expecting? I can't, what, what, yeah, what did you think? Like, you're, you're not the only tourist in the world. Yeah, it's very rare. When I went to the Blue Lagoon with Craig, yeah. it was like full of people. And you, of course you see photos of people like in this like, beautiful one person. Water. It's like, like they no. come at five minute past opening. Yeah, exactly. It was like, no, I've, I knew that when I went there that there was going to be full of people. So when I took my photos, we just had to like 
position yeah. ourselves as possibly as we could good so there's less people and like I try to like hide them a little bit actually like, do you want a little tip I've learnt recently if it's super busy and you want a gorgeous photo if you've got iPhone take a live shot and do long exposure because people are going to be walking around and if you keep, if you stay perfectly still in your position and other people are moving around you they turn into blurs oh. so it looks like you're just in the place with lots of activity around you there you go she is free, the moment free she social is the media moment. tips she is there. the moment so this one is interesting cigarettes should be banned outright no exceptions cigarettes do nothing but pollute our air streets and health they aren't a street relief as some smokers say because nicotine addiction literally causes stress according to the cdc cigarettes cause about 480,000 deaths per year in the u.s alone oh, 41,000 of which are from secondhand smoke 41,000 people die each year because of other people around them smoking so i have quite a strange relationship with cigarettes because well maybe not strange i'm sure other people will relate to it but like i never 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 understood the appeal of it but i think a lot of that is because growing up as a child my mum was a chain smoker so every single day when i lived with her i would go to school stinking of cigarettes because my mum would smoke in the house all day every day so my clothes would absorb the smoke and so every time I went to school people would say that I stank and bullied me because of it because of the fact that my mum would smoke and yeah, yeah there were other kids who parents smoked and stuff yeah. but like my mum was a chain smoker I growing up hated cigarettes with a passion so when all when like kids in school like when we're getting old and teenagers because like we're kind of from the last generation where like smoking is kind of cool yeah everyone like, is now vaping for sure I find but... it really weird if I see a young person smoking no now. I do too very like, strange really? really and so I when they would smoke in school I never once I was like oh, no absolutely not mm. like why the hell would I want to mm-hmm, do that mm-hmm. and so when they brought in the smoking ban in pubs and clubs and like restaurants in 2004 I, loved that. I, I was, was like wonderful yeah I hate going down the street and someone's in front of me and then I just get like a waft of cigarette smoke it makes me feel sick so yeah I, 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 do... I agree it does make me feel sick as well and I like, get that I, burn on my I nose. also couldn't date someone who smokes I wouldn't be with someone who smokes no exceptions whatsoever mm, mm. I actually understand I think it's very difficult to ban it because there are also awful things that people do that some people enjoy that awful that also has negative impacts yes, on the people so I agree I think it's a difficult thing to navigate through I understand what you're saying but I think that would be almost slightly treading on human i guess freedom i yeah, guess yeah i i actually agree with you I, I actually feel like it's one of those things of um if with the time machine i think we should have banned mass production of cigarettes yes. rather than actually like Banning it now will create a lot of problems. I would quite happily snap my fingers and stop everyone who's addicted to smoking from smoking. Yes. As like a health. Be like, boom, there you go. You're not... Your addiction's gone by. Your addiction's gone. You don't have to smoke. Everyone's going to stop. Because it is a huge source of like demon income for these these corporations are quite... They're literally profiting off your cancer, Mm -hmm. basically. So it is a huge thing that then became part of like culture i find it insane that in the past they were like if you're ill just have a cigarette yeah uh, doctors like, trust camel like um, what so is that i remember i was at callum's grandmother one of the so my housemate callum his i think it was his grandmother they when 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 she was like a child they were like so like, I, I, I don't know the exact story but it's like really traumatic happened mm. around them there was mm. like a bomb or something and the police officer gave the child like a seven-year-old child a cigarette oh it's just obscene isn't it was it? like just just calm it down just have quite a cigarette. normal like, people quite often used to give a shot of whiskey to babies who were really like irate oh when they wouldn't settle down they'd be 
like a shot of whiskey and it's like you've drugged your child <laughs> drugged your baby mm. now we're trying to undo how normal it's become yes. which is the problem I think that we find I do feel like it's worked a bit somewhat though it I has do. so interestingly enough I vehemently similar sort of reasons to you my mum was a chain smoker I would go to school sticking of smoke our house would have like the little like yellow, yellow stains on oh the ceiling awful 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 oddly enough for me vaping doesn't bother me as much and I think it's the same sort of context of like yes vaping isn't good for your health but it doesn't feel like it has the same negativity to those around you Mm -hmm. as it feels more like a personal choice but I do I tell you what I do hate the ones that create like Severe vapor clouds. Just oh for like yeah. The sake of it, I'm like sure. If you've got one of those, what are that, those little disposable ones? Well, they're banning like, them now. They are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Those little ones that don't create like a lot of problems. Like they're just like, oh, you need a little bit of nicotine to keep you through the day. That's fine. I don't like the idea that we can go to certain places and they smoke indoors, and then it's like my health is put at risk by other people doing it. Yes, yes. That's absolutely. where I'm like, oh, this is actually imp- infringing on my freedom as I... a human being to not be involved in that. I remember how jarring it was. So in 2016, me and a load of friends went to Denmark. We went to a club there. You were allowed to smoke inside them. And I didn't realize this going there. And when going in there, I was like, this is really weird. And I came out with like the worst headache yeah. of my life. I felt so sick. And I was like, oh my God, it's so weird being in a place where you can smoke inside this club. It was really weird. Mm. At this point, it had been what 12 years yeah. almost? Yeah, 12 years since it was banned in the UK. So to go to some place where it was still in Europe, it's still Able, very really cultural. Weird. It's been, like, so you weird. smoke and you have food. It. You smoke and you go to the bars. Yeah, no, it is weird to go to certain some certainly some places for me in Europe where they're just like smoking in restaurants and just like it is a little bit like oh this is a very odd experience. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went to Greece in two thousand and seven. This was the first time that I'd done like a holiday without my parents, and I went with my best friend. She was from Greece. We were in this bar called Envy, and it was in Igumanitsa, and there was this beautiful blonde lady, and she was a cigarette girl, and I had no idea what this was because we don't have. Oh, when they walk around, they, with she like was a literally tray. just like, "You need to have this," and it was a Davidoff branded cigarette like thing, and people would just like take one off, and it was like a try before you buy. You'd oh, smoke God. an entire one just with your friends at the table, and then you'd like call her like the shots girl. You call her over and just buy a pack, and it was the oddest experience because we don't have that in the UK. No, and uh, for as long as I've been an adult, uh, no, going yeah, out, I've, I've never, never once, once seen, seen I've that. I've seen movies of like mm-hmm. cigarette girls and things like Hollywood films and shit. I've seen that, but I've never seen it in person. Yeah, so it was a really odd experience for me to have and this woman was like drop dead gorgeous as well and I I often think back to the just like how jarring that was of like a culture shock I find it weird as well because like it's the price they're so expensive yeah, like to are. smoke in the UK now it, so I, when I worked in the shop I would see the cigarettes all the time and the prices I was like people buying packets every day and I was like this is costing you like thousands of mm-hmm, pounds mm-hmm, to do this mm-hmm. over the period of time it's like I was like wow I don't like it. I don't like the culture around it. It's the way it, that it, it stains your yellow fit, like makes your oh, fingers when people like do yellow. The, the rolly my, things. My mum yeah. had like at the tips of her fingers were all like stained yellow from like this, the nicotine, the smoke for all the years. No, pussy and wig. Unpopular opinion. Boomers are full of lead, and we need to let them know. Oh, mm. I mean, is that an unpopular opinion? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> that is not my unpopular opinion. In the 1950s, everything had lead in it, and this is a multi-generational problem as we now have grown adults acting like children and we're all ignoring it. Could we please get these people in shape before it's their time in the White House? Oh, I was like, before it's their time in the Forever Box. Well, this is it, isn't it? 
because lots of the boomer generation was exposed to lead. We've said this on mm-hmm. the, in multiple different types of videos. Arsenic it's well. very, uh, give me my boot, helium. Yeah. Very that. Um, recently, there was the Mitch McConnell thing where he like, oh my God. So he keeps glitching because he's so old. That dimension. Mitch McConnell video of him in the middle of a, what's that, I say, QA. Oh, like, in the middle of a QA, yeah. yeah when, when the they, TikTok live NPC exactly, stream. Yeah. He's like, oh, let me just. But well, like when, 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 you <laughs> know, evil, I mean, so. I call him the Pan's Labyrinth monster. Yeah, like there you go. when, when he was doing the address to the, you know, the, the press people and they're asking questions about like, what are your policies coming up? What you want to do about this? Blah, blah, blah. And he like just freezes there for like an uncomfortable time. Not even just like, oh, I'm just thinking. It it's happened like, twice in a month as well. Twice. It's literally just like. He's like you, dying in front of you. you He's yeah, literally dying in you, front of you. We're literally wheeling out these people and watching them rot in front of rot. us and going, yay, decide our laws. It's ridiculous. There should be term times there and there be. should be age limits. Like what, what, because even though like when it came to Trump and Biden, like it was, Biden was like the lesser, like the better version of the two or whatever. Like even Biden, like an 80 year old should not be running the country. Yeah. Like what does an 80 year old know anything about what like 16 year olds are doing? Sorry, it's just such a disconnect. You shouldn't be allowed to run a country that old. It's, it's really no, weird. the majority of the work population, the working population is under 45. So I feel like as the majority of people that are in work, therefore paying taxes, therefore mm-hmm. supporting like government institutions and government projects should probably be someone in their age range yeah. that's really yeah. like up to date with understanding how these people need to live their absolutely, lives. Absolutely, absolutely. But to go back to unpopular opinion, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion to suggest that, well, maybe it is an unpopular opinion to be like, they're full of lead and we should let them know. Sort of extrapolating from this and the problems that we're having in society from people being too old to rule, mm-hmm. I th- I quite agree with that. So I don't think it's necessarily an unpopular opinion. Yeah, I feel like that's someone with an opinion just trying to make it like more dramatic than what it actually needs to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've encountered, it's like some of my relatives are still boomer people and they do have some, uh, some very like oh, problematic opinions about things. And I'm like, at this, when they get to that age, they're not changing. They're not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, this opinion that I've had for 72 years yeah. is probably wrong. Oh! Like, yeah. And when, yeah, I, yeah, and when <laughs> I say that, I don't mean every boomer. I mean, like, we've all come across them. If you've yeah. ever worked in retail, you've as, come across this type of boomer. As we say, we say this all the time, baby boomer is a generation, boomer is a mindset. Mm. It's, so just make sure that... And that's and the And that is the tea. That's the darjeeling, that's the lapsang sushan, the scalding hot assam, the pussy. Right in the um, optic nerve. Right in the pussy. Okay, this one's called Willie's Size Matters. No, say, as a male, I am tired of women saying, Really size doesn't matter. Let me explain with a personal story and then some real life examples. I don't have a big willy. I don't have a lot of experience. I'm a young adult and I was in a relationship with a person who had a high body count. Okay, first of all, red flags for using this language. High body yeah. count. I was in a relationship with a person with a high body count and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, well, yeah. clearly you're actually... Clearly you're like, ah! <laughs> But to me, it just made me feel less special. Okay, so you do think there is something yeah, wrong with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You need to work on that system. It made me think, well, what's the difference between me and their best friend? They had a sexual history with them. What are we talking about? At the beginning of the relationship, I constantly heard, oh yeah, I've done that with so-and-so before. Okay, that is something you would, shouldn't really say. Yeah. And I know that no matter how much I tried, I'd never be anything new to them. I'd never be anything different. I'd never be the biggest or the first at anything. In a relationship, like the older you get, that doesn't matter. Like, so, so. yes, yeah, the thing, like, it's 
it's going to be very rare for you to find someone, uh, say you meet them under when you're 40 or 50 or something, who hasn't had at least somewhat of sex. Like, some experience with anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my point is, it's not as black and white as, oh, well, my willy doesn't, isn't going to feel good. It's about feeling special to someone. It's about feeling confident in themselves. It's about having something to show off. This is Show off? Yeah, no, 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 no. And to the real life examples that size matters, have you heard anyone say, I want a man with a small willy to f*** <laughs> the S out of me. I want you to break me with your small willy. It's like, you only hear these things in porn, porn anyway. Yeah. Like, porn sick person. The only time I've seen small willies used sexually is in humiliation porn. Uh, there's nothing good about having a small willy. There's no benefits. So, right. I'll let you as, go first. As an LGBT person, transsexual attracted to males, our willy size does not matter. Okay. I'm going to 100% say that. Yes, it's nice to look at something big, but if that's going anywhere, actually, it's usually a bit nicer if it's not a gigantic pornography sized yeah. creature that's yeah. just insufferable. Mm -hmm. like, like the average willy size is smaller than most men think it is. They are 100%. It's between four and four and a half inches, I believe, which is not where men are like when I've got seven. It's like I don't think you have. Seven. They're measuring <laughs> from like the, from like the end of their balls. Uh, yes, actually they like where are. the shaft begins. Yes, a hundred percent. So, as the woman on the dating scene, I look for multiple different. As a woman on the game. As a woman on the game. <laughs> um, oh dear, no, very appropriate. In the, very inappropriate in this context. I love your yeah. Twitch yesterday, like explaining woman on the game. game yeah, ridiculous. Isn't it? Yeah, and people were like, oh, I didn't know. Uh, on I just the game. It was funny. I love that scene. Yeah, me too. It's so ridiculously British. In my dating history, I. I, I do like the muscle boys. I can't lie. I do oh, yes. like a muscle boy. So I'm I like picking it. my eye gloop as you're talking. I do oh, apologize. Yeah, very biscuit behavior. Very biscuit. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Eye gloop for sale. Mm. There's a DIY on eye gloop. Yeah, oh, Bourbon, dip, dip my eyes in your tea. <laughs> <laughs> I like a particularly type of muscle man. They don't have to be masculine either. I'm not looking for masculine, like toxic masculinity energy. I couldn't imagine I'm someone being this huge, massive Roy Ted. Like some no, 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 no. I'm not <laughs> saying they have to be like fairy, but they do have to have a little bit of like something fun and zesty yeah. about them. There's nothing worse than coming across like a toxic masculine, masculine, like muscle man, because it's like, mm. you're not having fun. Whatever no, you're doing, you're, you're not, not having, having fun, fun. in the slightest. If you can't express joy and yeah. you, because you think you're like, people are judging me. Like, that's not fun. Absolutely. And I don't want to be around that energy. Like, I like fun people. I just also like people that um, have particularly gym bodies because mm. I also like having a bit of a gym body and it's just like it's again it goes back to what we were saying earlier like usually you have to have something in, com in common with someone in order yes. to find you attractive and yes. you to find them attractive when it comes to willy size I it's never on my thing of being like I must date someone with a willy that's this size or above because mm -hmm. I feel like you are cutting away like a huge amount of dating prospects and yes. dating like ideas if you are so strict with things like this other areas of your life are going to kind of suffer from it even guys with like large willies still have the thing of being like, oh, well, I wish it was bigger. Mm -hmm. And it's like, sir, you are 12 inches. <laughs> like, what do you mean bigger? What do you want? Like, it gets a bit ridiculous. I have seen some guys in my life with large ones. I've seen some guys in my life with more modestly sized ones. Mm -hmm. And none of those have affected my want to be in a relationship with them. So I feel like, first of all, this guy, I feel like he's got a lot of insecurities. He's got a yeah, projection Yeah, I feel like this comes there. from an insecurity. But growing up from the 90s and early noughties, of course, in school, we didn't have any sex education. No. That was like at least somewhat 
it was more just like babies made this way deal with it yeah we never had anything remotely like gay the only way that i learned about male bodies was porn through porn all the actors it's very rare to find especially back then mm -hmm. it's you don't normally find people with like average or small penises in porn it's always like i've got this big thing that beats you around the face yeah like it's <laughs> growing up as a teenager and as an early adult it definitely affected my own self self-worth self-worth i guess yeah. because i was like i don't have a 10 inch penis what's yeah. wrong with me and yeah. i think it bleeds into most uh, like a lot of especially to guys i think maybe that is the thing but if you actually go into the real world if i so i'm a bottom anyway so pen as a bottom penis size isn't so important because you're not the one necessarily penetrating oh but like i don't know if you'd want to date a 12 no, inch monster no, <laughs> if, if my if i if i was with a guy who was a top and he had someone that was so big it's just it's i've been with it one so one person i've been with in my past it was it was just someone i knew from school he had a a, a giant a giant and a monster. it was i was like no sorry i can't do you it you can't it, do that it's, it was too there are some people who are happy to you know do that but Size, personally for me it was like really uncomfortable and it did not feel nice there was nothing the one person who i was with it was what maybe six i think it was six inches mm -hmm. and it was the best person i've ever been with it was the perfect shape size, size. And it, like and it didn't appear this huge beast of a thing the, i think this is exactly what it is like if we're going to be doing any adult behaviors i want to make sure, like i'm not cute like, i'm not a big person who can take like big things not that i do anyway but it's oh! like i know right? she loves I'm, a spatula. i'm really trying to like skirt around the subject yeah, we have to be careful <laughs> YouTube, but so don't no so the kind of relationships that i enjoy are not typical like heterosexual relationships even no. though i'm technically in a heterosexual no. she relationship. loves farming don't you ever, you little munging queen, don't you ever talk to me about farming. Don't you, don't talk to me. As an unpopular opinion, it's saying uh, penis size does matter. If you've ever watched like the occasional TikTok that comes across my uh, page or my like reel or whatever, where there was this girl that was like, she has a tape measure and she's counting out like actual sizes. And she's like, okay, so the average female is like this depth and it's between like three and four inches. Any over that, like sure if you're like six yes it's gonna be like a fun maybe you'll get like i don't know a feeling of like being very full and that might be additional excitement if you're going over that you're just injuring your partner <laughs> like you're literally looking at like in and she was like so she pulled it down to 12 and she was like that is this much bigger than mm -hmm. what's gonna go in you and it's like well, what's the point if you concentrate on how small yours is or the size of yours that is an insecurity that's going to last for the was rest it, of your life was it greeks that were like they the actually wanted the smaller penis i think it yeah. was greeks and i think it was romans as well because it? it was if you had a large penis it was seen as like beastly and you beastly. were like one of the animals not human beastly creature i but have quite I often have had the like same insecurity it, that like, i always thought this about myself growing up but like that this guy is taking it out on women yeah he's exactly, taking it yeah. out on his ex he's taking yeah. it out on girls and being like well they're lying when they say that mm. it's like no like not everyone is lying no, to you one, all the yeah. time. You will quite often find like an average person, if you are also an average person looking to date an average person who has like in similar interests to you, whatever, like that's not going to be high up on the list unless you somehow manage to find a size queen, which, yeah, yeah. which also feel more rare to actually find someone who's like, yeah, I'm a massive size queen than someone who actually has like a large willy. Yeah. And it also depends on the kind of like intercourse you're having. Like what if you love pegging? Like then your willy size doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, because they use Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's silly. It's quite silly. But also I think in from like a perspective of like queer dating, there are so many other ways to have sex that isn't just 
penetrative. Yes, yes. That I feel like sometimes people get hung up on what the the whole. Well, this is we must con- do missionary yeah, all the time. We must do missionary PIV because that's only sex. Yeah. And the idea that all other forms of sex are called like foreplay or have other words. It's like no, that's still sex. If you're getting sexual gratification from activities, yes, that's still sex. I don't no. think I don't think Willie size matters anywhere near as much as people think it does. No, absolutely. But again, yeah, I think I think I think a lot of it is because people just watch porn all the time. I, th- I think it is. And it bleeds it's porn in, sick. It, isn't it? it bleeds into their mentality of oh, time to bleed, time to bleed internally. Tattoos are an expensive way to make yourself look cheap. Oh, tea. Okay. Goes for both girls and guys. Overwhelmingly tattoos make most people look trashy, cheap, and low class. Tattoos don't age well. Oh, classes. And lock people into their immature tastes forever. Most people I've met who have tattoos have fairly large elements of insecurity of who they are. So much that they have to permanently ink something in themselves to prove to themselves that they are somehow stable. This is a very loaded Yeah, this is really, this is really... Less trust for people who have tattoos. And I think of them as having a short-term view of their lives. I immediately judge them as impulsive, as impulsive and naive. I'm not some boomer who grew up, uh, in the times where they were frowned upon. I'm 13. I think tattoos are childish. I mean, even boomers didn't you, frown upon them uh, because they anyone who went to sea would come back covered in tattoos. You talk about people being like naive. This is also incredibly naive. What I think was some interesting things that this person said here. Tattoos aren't like, impulsive either. It's <laughs> but I think impulsive thing. The human's impulsive and they don't have much element of their life because it, they don't take the value of their life as long. I waited until I was in my almost mid 30s to get tattooed because I wanted to make sure that what I got was what I wanted and what I, you know, I wanted the money. I wanted everything to be stable before I did it. To be like impulsive or anything, it's like, I, what part of this is impulsive? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get it because it has to be designed. It has to be thought of. You have to agree for it. I feel like there is hierarchies to tattoos in terms oh, of Oh, there like, will be, yeah. We are in the scene of like, we know artists. We know people who've dedicated their life to their craft. Yeah. We also know a couple of people who've been like, I an upper, I got a fanny on my ankle. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that I can understand. Like if I see someone who's um, gotten like a drunk bad back alley tattoo somewhere it does make me think a certain thing about that person Mm -hmm. but to say that all tattoos or tattoos are an expensive way to make you look cheap applies to everyone I think is a problem the same way that I would think of someone who's perhaps made a bad choice bleaching their hair and it's gone a very off shade of pine blonde and they've gone I know and they've gone you know that's fine I don't want to fix it or anything then I would think okay, you've made an impulsive decision here that's got a long-term effect. Yeah. Granted, it's not like this, quite the same as a tattoo. Like, people's actions, you can have an opinion on because you think that it might inform a wider opinion about that person. Yeah. But to say that, like, tattoos are impulsive, it means they have a short-term view of their life. So it was, like, naive. I don't think was, in the slightest. There was what makes them look l- cheap and low-class. And that, okay. So, low-class to me is a really loaded question. This sounds like a middle-aged turf yeah. on Well, the Twitter. thing is as well, it's like a lot of like good tattoos are not cheap. Not. So the idea that people can say, oh, you're low class or cheap or whatever. It's like, well, these actually cost a lot of money. Yeah, they cost so a like, lot of money. But also what I'll say here is tattoos don't age well. That's if you don't look after yourself. hundred percent. Like I hate that. Like if you are someone who just bakes yourself in the sun 24 seven or dairy, doesn't wear sun lotion, doesn't moisturize, doesn't keep themselves nice and clean and healthy. Your tattoos will age badly. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I am someone who doesn't really go in the sun anyway because I have ginger skin. So I burn easily. But like I put on loads of sun lotion. I drink lots of water. I moisturize daily like I keep my skin what happened did you hear that I was yeah, weird God, drive by shooting like I keep my, so my tattoos 
yes, over time they're gonna fade. All tattoos fade over time. Mm-hmm. But like they're gonna stay the way they are. They'll just slightly dim, I guess, over time. And I'll get them touched up Desaturate, whatever. Desaturate, yeah. yeah. But like to say that all, all tat- tattoos don't age well, yes, if you don't look after them, they're not going to age well. But I think a lot of them also, a lot of the ones that really don't age well have been done badly in the first mm-hmm. place. Actually, if you get a really good piece of work, it's going to last long. You can even be like a bit shitty with your looking after of it, but it's the same thing as like a decent piece of artwork is going to last. So if you've watched me for a while, look, I have like the Job Stopper tattoo series or mm-hmm. like the bad, like, and there are certain things that people do that even I'm like, I will judge you for it. And I'll be like, I probably don't want that to do with you. If you're someone who's going to get phallic objects coming on your face yeah like the man with a penis on the side of his face with like the semen coming out around his mouth i'm gonna be like i don't think i want to be associated yeah, with you exactly because that. you're making choices that are actually quite perverse so i don't really want to be part of that when people get like hardcore like sex tattoos like put on their legs and things and i'm just like well you can never wear shorts you can yeah. never you can never put you can never wear shorts there are certain things where i agree it makes you look trashy and weird and immature but to say all of it does i think's weird yeah i think it's very I would strange agree with that certain way that they've written that though that makes me kind of go like <clears throat> is the fact that they've used the word low class like that's yes, such yeah. a loaded thing it's using the word low class as an insult in itself as if yes. like working class people are inherently bad because they're working class yep. like i really really and that's like the most of the that. population like mo- yeah. the, the, the majority the, of the world is in fact working class yeah i don't know why i don't know why all these rich people think that, that they are the majority they're not they act, they that's ju- why they that's why they're rich is because they're not the majority if everyone was rich no one would be if you're more likely to use lower class as an instant insult insult for someone yep. that yep. says something about how you view the world way more than someone that just has like maybe a distasteful or bad tattoo done uh i have i look at them as like having a short-term view of their lives it's, but also it's, what's wrong with having like a slightly shorter term view of your life of like i'm going to enjoy this now it's, yeah, there's it's nothing re- wrong with that not it, everything has to be in the future he's saying he's not a boomer but he's definitely talking like a boomer mm. it's like this whole thing of like you have to save every ounce of money you ever get for your future and it's like but you have to also live and you have to be able to enjoy what you're doing now because like it's but all that's very, the point. It's all very well being when you're like 60, being like, well, I've got all this money now, but like you, can, you can't do as much in your 60s it's as you can in your like 30s. The ultimate capitalist lie is saying, well, if you make loads of money now, you can enjoy it when you're nearly dead. Great, and it's but like, I can't do anything. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, no, my knees are gone. Mm-hmm. I've got less lung capacity. I'm out of shape now. I can't. Yep. Oh, don't go on that hiking holiday around Europe. No, when you're 30. No, save that money for a house or your retirement. Like, yeah. But you can't go on a hiking holiday for a year when you're 65. And also thing here, like, and I, I, I don't take pay personal but it's something that necessarily applies to something that I have is like and locks them into their immature tastes forever. I find that very strange. Like when you I'm gonna be goth forever. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm, I'm not gonna just gonna be like, I'm a, I'm actually a traditional wife. Now and I'm gonna be a weird thing. nerdy person who loves Simpsons and gaming and for the rest of my life. I'm not gonna suddenly wake up one morning and be like, I don't like it anymore because I've hit Having hobbies is not like, immature. I find it so strange that in society we are brought up to when you hit like a certain age you are no longer allowed to enjoy anything that you did when you were younger first of all when's the cut off point to that so like when I'm 30 am I not allowed to enjoy the things when I'm 20 when I'm 40 am I not allowed to enjoy the things that I did in 30 because I'm now 40 and it's like well actually humans never actually phys- like uh, mentally grow up in, in a specific way like they just learn shame all of a sudden everything they do now I'm too embarrassed to like this anymore I can't show that I like this anymore because people might judge me or whatever and obviously there are certain things like if you're watching Teletubbies as an adult that's probably a bit strange i mean we sing but the like, teletubbies we song though but, like, Tinky. We, but we, actually, <laughs> we don't actually watch the no, teletubbies that's true. like there are some things that are specifically made for babies that yes if you're maybe an adult yeah watching, of course it might be a bit 
strange. But like watching, I don't know, Family Guy when you're older, that's not making you childish because you liked it when you're twenties. Mm. Or watching, I don't know, uh, Disney. Uh, Disney. Rewatching uh, Disney. Re-watching, yeah. Rewatching Disney things like watching Snow White. I watched Snow White when I was like six. If I watch it now, does that suddenly make me immature? Like, yeah. I no, I, I agree. I understand. Again, there were there were certain limits. Going, yeah, you shouldn't be in this space because you are fully grown adult. And this it's immature like, to judge people on their other personal like. Life journeys. Yes, I feel it's like very that's strange. Very, it's, it's very immature to go. You're low class because yeah. I don't like that. Let people enjoy over, things. I can't get over using low class as an insult. I came from a working class, middle class background family. Mm-hmm. Both my my mom was a freelance illustrator. My dad was driving instructor. Both parents worked, and it's just kind of like the idea that you're using that as an insult is like, ugh. Well, you're, you're insulting. Right, so yeah, you're insulting you're the majority the upper, population. Yeah, so because you're not in the like, I don't know, because you're not royal, are you a problem? <laughs> the irony, of course, of using something like lower class or low class as an insult is that someone around you at some point will be of a higher class than you and have the same opinion. Of, of that of you so what's the why even carry that so i won't work use, on yourself i won't i won't use names but i know that one of my one of my friends someone that he knew were on like a press trip and a couple other people that were there and they were just like doing you know normal things doing a press trip but holidays and things and like taking you know the travel stuff the majority of people there come from like a working class background who have maybe mm-hmm. like someone like me who's been like you know i grew up my, my we were all on benefits all of my life mm-hmm. so the majority of people there were like just from normal backgrounds like me and then there were two people talking about how their private school didn't have water polo and other was moaning that their private school didn't have go-karting and it was just like are you fu- I was lucky in my school to even get like a table properly to sit to eat my lunch. Mm. We had like a few desks mm. and if you didn't, you would have to like sit in the classroom. Like it's... I think in that sort of a situation, it's read the room, sis. It's read the... It, yeah, like, it was... It's, it's read, read the room. There are like two people there that happened to be on the press trip was on like went to private schools and they're moaning that each of them didn't get the other. And it was just like all the people around them were just... I remember, I remember he was telling me that all the people around them were just like looking at them like, what the f***? Like just talking yeah. loud about, oh, in my school, we didn't get to do water polo. And it was like... Yeah. It was like, well, I... I, I, I think, think Callum School. It's been shut down yeah. because of how terrible it was. There was actual murders in it. Like, yeah, we had guns brought into my... Mind, drugs, I just, people I, doing I just, drugs. Oh, didn't get water polo. Read the room, I sis. Know, but this bit, sounds like someone who would have that conversation in a place like that. And be like, oh, you've got a tattoo on your yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, how many water polos did mm-hmm. you play? Yeah. Although I, my growing up was incredibly difficult, traumatic, had a lot of things. It's made me so much more like aware of what the world is Social actually issues, like. 100%. So as an adult, I'm able to navigate the world without, I guess, we have stupid, to be really, guess. We have to be really savvy because if you take someone who's had money forever and take all their money away they're suddenly like I they can't would, they, cope they would instantly yeah they would instantly and it's like, die well, we've been into, we've had to do many things to keep ourselves alive yes. it, both like physically and mentally yeah. I think it's actually commendable so the idea that saying using low class as an insult is in my opinion just bottom of the barrel scum okay so this is it's so effed up that talking talking to kids now is taboo this is something oh, okay. I seriously want people's opinions on. Right. I saw a post of Leonardo DiCaprio taking a selfie with a young fangirl looking like she was about 12 years old or something at the US Open and just sitting there chatting to her. The first comment I see is, I don't know, this makes me uncomfortable. Oh. I can't tell you how much it pissed me off. Someone in my eyes doing something so effing cool uh, as giving to a, f- a fan the time of day and chatting to them can be instantly associated with... Hey, oh, hey, yes. Hey. 
Uh, can't yeah. say the word because you do nah. that. No, it makes me sick. And then to call the celebrities out and say things like, this makes me uncomfortable on the photo. I love kids. I love listening to them. I love escaping reality with them. I love teaching them. I love watching them grow. How does someone see that and think, well, you must be having sex with them too? This is a difficult one mm. to navigate, isn't it? Because I actually feel like there are lots of really good like male role models that also feel that they can't interact with like young people for fear of this. Yes. And this is something that's a top toxic idea that's kind of been spread by media that like everyone's out to get you. Mm -hmm. Everyone's out to get you and your kids. The reason I picked this one is because I, we spoke, me and Luxara spoke yeah. about this. I don't know if I've spoken about this on my channel before, but <clears throat> growing up as a gay man, especially as being quite a overtly flamboyant one, we have been in the media where gay people have always been looked at as like predators or child predators. Yes. Or something. We're yeah. going after Groomers. children, whatever. I had an experience with my nephew about, I say about, it was about a year ago, me and my sister were out just like taking them, we were just going shopping, and they're with us. And I was just holding his hand to make sure he was safe because obviously he was only like, what, five years old at the time. I can't believe that in my mind, I was so worried about someone looking at me and going, he's a pedophile. that child. He's, or like, he's a like he's a pedophile. My brain was just like, oh my, I was in a hypersensitivity awareness because of the recent, especially because of the recent resurgence of like, you're grooming children you're, to any queer person who's like visible. Especially because like, well, I'm, you know, I, I had some tattoos at the time, not very many, but you could still see a few. Obviously my peers and everything, so I'm very out there. And I hate the fact that it's even in my mind, I was like, someone's gonna look at me and think I've like, I'm grooming a child. The whole day we were together, my we had my niece and nephew together and we were like having fun, eating food, going shopping, everything. We had a wonderful time, but it was it was tainted by my but, own yeah, fear. fear of like someone going, you're a groomer because you've got that like young child with you. And I hate it. I, I don't actually think that's a rare mindset either. Yeah. I, I reckon there'll be a lot of people in the audience here who feel very, very similar. Yeah. Um, I feel very similar in a case of like, well, I... Granted, I'm obviously a transsexual woman, but also I look very specific. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have quite an adult look. I'm covered in tattoos. I have yeah. breast implants. I yeah. have lip fillers. I wear makeup. Like I'm not- And do, horns. And horns, yeah. <laughs> no, I am Satan. No, I have a very like adult look about me anyway. Like I don't scream like children's TV presenter. No. I scream like, don't <laughs> talk to me. Babe station. Babe station. <laughs> After dark. After dark. Yeah, very that. The idea that like, if I ever have to interact with any like young people, I am like, do you know what? No. No. I I just don't want to even go near that idea of like, there's a problem. I think the youngest people that I might interact with is online. And I would say they're usually about sort of maybe like 15 or 16 is kind of yeah. like the youngest. And they're people that I, I do have to like keep in my mind that when I'm streaming or something, like there are young people in present it's in inevitable streams. when you're someone on the internet like especially when you get to a certain size there will be a, lot of, a there. lot of my content is fun like i do a lot yeah. of tiktok content i do a lot of make makeup content a lot of people's first exposure to tiktok especially as young people yes and as makeup is also young people yes. so i do have to be mindful of the kind of content that i make of the kind of things that i will say in videos and of the kind of person that i am because i don't want people to get the wrong idea absolutely and that is like as soon as someone someone somewhere ever kind of points a finger and says something of that caliber, such as groomer, that is never going away. No, no, Even no, no, if no, you no, are no, completely no. innocent, yeah. that taint stays. To be honest, I actually hate children. So Me too. I don't like, want them anywhere near I am a bit like, I don't really want to interact with your child anyway to begin with. I don't think it's weird for a celebrity to interact with like a young person, especially yeah. if they're in like a public place. Nothing about this 
seems weird. No, 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 no. Like they're in a public place, public gathering. He's at an event and someone's just asked for a selfie. Like that's not in any way, shape or form like weird. Like a short conversation with someone who asks you for a selfie or asks you like a question is not weird behavior. So I I agree with this person. It's other people putting... Making it it, weird. Making it weird. And it's like, why are you looking at this and thinking it's like sexual? Because to me, that makes me feel like, are you... The yeah, exactly. Like, why it, are you thinking it's that? It's like those sorts of people that when you're, I don't know, you're just at dinner or something and they're just making the most explicit, inappropriate jokes. Yeah. And you're just like, why are you doing this? Like, it was you're at making my birthday. it weird. Sucking yeah. dick and cock. Sucking cunk. dick and cock. <laughs> people aren't homophobic. You're just weird. I'm a gay guy. I've got a beard. I'm built and I dress like most humans do. Oh. I don't lisp when I talk. Oh, and dear. I don't spend my time gossiping about people in a weird Jersey girl accent. But, uh, they love getting da. raw dogged at Hampstead Heath. Exactly. I don't dress in drag and I don't attempt to stick my anus in the faces of bewildered pedestrians at Pride Parade. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Is this like like Ollie London or something? This is a pick me, isn't it? People know I'm gay. And you know how much homophobia I've experienced in my life? Zero. Not even from the ultra conservative people, which is completely incorrect. You have. I talk about my sex life like heterosexual people do. And my friends support it. No one bats an eye. I don't try to F my straight friends. No one feels weirded out by my presence. I already do. And I don't even know who you are. We already felt weird about your presence, yeah. Much of what we call homophobia phobia this day isn't an inordinate fear of gay people it's not even really a fear it's more of a mild to aggressive weirded outness at guys who use their homosexuality as a staging ground for obtusely bizarre feminine behavior yeah he he has not done anything but talk about his sexuality in this whole post weird isn't like it? What? Isn't it weird it's okay to be weird oh listen to this it's okay to be offensive Is i mean it, it I'm just going to shout the N-word then. Exactly, finally, yeah, yes. It's not? okay, people love it. It's okay, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. It's okay to act like a girl if you are a guy. Just don't be surprised if the majority of the population finds you weird because you are odds and your oddities have nothing to do with the fact that you are a dick. This person is a, uh, not just a stick up his ass. He's got an entire bloody sofa up his ass. I just want to say that one of the rewarded comments that's at the top is, I'm not like the other gays. Oh, so it's <laughs> It's exactly this. It is more than okay to be different than like a select of people who happen to be in the same group of you. Yeah. I do I fit the stereotype of a gay person all the time? Absolutely not. But do I feel the need to come on the internet and be like, I'm so different. You're the only reason that people hate us. Do you like Beyonce? I don't. You make me look shit. Like, it's very that, isn't it? It's get grim. It is cringe though as well because it's at the end of the day you're you're trying to appeal to a group of society that has no interest in dating you, no interest no. in being around you. Like, why do you not want to have... Like, if you're behaving like this, being like, I'm straight acting, I just behave like normal people do, eh, bleh, no one's going to date you because no one's they're gonna also da- going to yeah. be like, they've got internalised homophobia to the point where it's like, oh, I don't like this, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. pursue you. I just can't <clears> believe that people, like, there are still gays out there who are still like this. <coughs> like, this feels... Yeah, very fr- strange, isn't this, it? Like, I was a bit like this when I was, like, 15, back in, like, 2005, because of, like, the media and the world. But also, you were like, young. Like, you're allowed also, exactly, to not like yourself young. when you're young. <laughs> but, like, the idea of being like that as an adult, that's clearly not a child writing. No, that. yeah. Like, that feels like one of those ex-gay... I went to the ex-gay camp! Yeah, like, yeah, it feels... Very, it, it feels... You know that that marriage that recently broke up and they wrote yeah, transphobic yeah, the, 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 vows? The, the, and then he was like, I wanted to become an, an evangelist and then they hated me and I'm gay again. Stupid. It's and very like, I'm moving up north. Like, being this with these people just made me feel really bad. What were you expecting? Yeah, what, what were you, you expecting? Were you expecting? <laughs> Do you know, I would much rather be around the most loudest feminine experience 
explosion, explosive, flaming homosexual uh-huh. than spend a second around a gay like that because oh, absolutely. they are so toxic to the point where it's insidious. So is that an unpopular opinion? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's not to a massive group of people. Yeah. Like, unfortunately... That is an unpopular opinion to us, but there is a lot of people who actually feel like that, which is the sad reality. I totally get the idea of wanting to be masculine presenting or feminine presenting. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. But to then use that as a weapon against other people is where the problem is. And that's where you need to use some self-work. Actually, that's a good point because I feel like I'm a lot less like puffy than I used to be compared to what it was when I was like 22, 23 when I was more- And now you hate them. Everything was like rainbow. Everything, I was screaming a lot more. Like I was a lot more sort of like more flamboyant and like gay and had like my belly and pierce and I was all like oh my god like Twinkie boy but like I, I do feel like I'm Rolly little, the twink. I know <laughs> I do feel like I'm a little bit more sort of like maybe like masculine now whatever that doesn't make me suddenly go I hate the femmes the femmes are the ones that actually pave oh the way god, for the rest of really society is. because they're the ones who are visible yeah to me it's an unpopular opinion but I actually feel like a lot of people will be like no that's right you should be straight acting and yeah. never do anything yeah. else ever no stop yeah. it we should all wear suits every day and all the girls wear pennies and pen- petticoats and then petticoats. <laughs> pennies and petticoats. Pennies and petticoats, yeah. <laughs> I always eat dessert before dinner at a restaurant. Oh! When at a restaurant, waiting staff always find it weird when I order the dessert sorry, before the appetizer. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did they just say, when I restaurant? When, when at a restaurant. Oh, I thought they were being <laughs> when like, I, <laughs> when I restaurant, I've not been to the Riviera. When I restaurant, they are. When I'm bad. at a restaurant, waiting staff always find it weird when I order dessert before appetizer and the main course. I just want my cheesecake first, please. I have to convince them that I'm having a dessert first. And I feel like the main course is much more enjoyable when your dopamine levels are boosted. Well, I mean, they're not wrong. But like, why do you eat and then you can't enjoy your main food? I mean, it depends on what you like better. It, it, I mean, so there is actually a weird thing in like nutrition. I say nutrition, this is so loose. I remember talk, we had a discussion about this in my degree. If you start your meals with something really, really sugary, your brain goes into, I need savory to combat that now. Oh, really? Yeah, so when you have something like ice cream or something like uh, something really sweet to start your appetite off, it actually does make the main dish taste better. See, oh. I'm the other way around though. If I eat something like really salty, I'm always like, I need... Yeah, always... well, this is the problem then. Yeah. Eventually you'll be like, I've eaten yeah, something no. sweet, I need something oh, salty, and I need it yeah. sweet again. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, she's just... Human flesh. In... I couldn't bear to do that in a restaurant. No, I though. couldn't bear. But the thing is, it's like, if you're with like a group of people and everyone's having their main course, and then mm. you're like, I'm having ice cream when everyone's eating pies and chicken. Like, it, it wouldn't that be... A pies bit... and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love the restaurants that you go to. Pies and pies chicken. Yeah, individual. Yeah. I feel like there is a certain social etiquette when you are um, in like a group of people and it also depends I guess on the kind of restaurant you go to because if you're just like let's go out for lunch and you're like I just want to eat something sweet and there's yeah. only like four of you then it's not going to be I'm not going to be like oh my god oh my what's god, an issue you're, you're creating yeah. no I could not go to a restaurant and order dessert first unless we were like we still have to go to that what's it called like dick waffles or yeah we still have to have um, dick waffles yeah. whereas it's it's literally like a waffle in the shape of a penis yeah. with like filled with like cream and jam because and you know what the good saying goes dick. dicks make everything better <laughs> well you're not wrong not there wrong, no. <laughs> cheers to that. that we like men not all of them some of them are very insufferable. Oh, I don't know. And they go, I don't wipe my ass because it's gay. Would you be upset if you were with someone and they were like cheesecake please well I don't know it depends on what we planned it's your birthday. We're at Pizza Express. And they say, I really just need ice cream served on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my Why were you... Is it sex 
so very the waiter too hot. comes over like naked oh, and like, the ice cream the scoop, scoop it out of my <laughs> if you were to suddenly be like I'm not ordering I only food eat today. sweet food yeah. I'm just gonna eat the dessert that would probably be a bit jarring but like I guess I would get used to it unpopular opinion from two years ago I hate dogs Oh, I know, I know, right, are you ready about this? So, I already know a lot of people will be mad at me, but I'll try to explain why. Firstly, I'm scared of dogs. Now, that is a justifiable way yeah. of being, like, cautious of dogs. I know it's a stupid fear, and it looks very embarrassing in public, but when I'm walking outside and someone walking their dog is right next to me, I awkwardly and subtly walk further away from them. I've never had a good experience with a dog. When I was younger, I lived in an apartment, and every day, in the lobby, there would be people with their dogs in the morning. I used to be so anxious in the elevator praying that there would be no dogs that day because the lobby was small and I would have a panic attack. My fear got so bad I ended up taking the stairs and avoiding um, the lobby altogether. Dogs are very loud and energetic. I'm a pretty calm person and I don't think I'm able to own a dog because of how energetic they are. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. Some people think it's great. It's just not for me. Also the diseases. I'm scared of the diseases and rabies terrifies me. Oh god. I know like we don't have rabies in dogs in this country so it's ridiculous. If I do end up adopting a dog giving it all my love, I don't think I'd be able to put it down. Uh, oh, it's just taking a turn. Okay. <laughs> I might not like them, but I still think they're cute. So, like, I mean, this is actually a justifiable one. I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. This is like someone who's got actual trauma or something. Yes, this sounds like someone has uh, had a particular bad experience with them and haven't been able to, like, have the room personal room to grow now where we live there are dogs everywhere everywhere all the time i'm sitting next to one right now uh, thank you woof, i woof. couldn't imagine someone deciding to live where we live that's so dog friendly and being like i'm genuinely petrified yeah dogs. that seems I like would, an, uh, i would be like oh that's not a bad that's not a good decision that, for you to me that reminds me of the family who moved in next door to us and complained about noise when you lived to, you moved into like a university sort of like student place yeah it's, it's so loud in this it's, university yeah, student people that move above clubs and go oh why is it so loud yeah like, like don't move to above like a club. you wouldn't move to a place like where we are if you didn't like dogs because mm. it, it we live in a building where you're allowed pets and like yeah. there are pets everywhere 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 there's even cats on leads which uh -huh. are so cute i have a little dog mr yeah. biscuit yeah but soon to be miss biscuit when i have biscuit like out on walks whenever we're around people i am ultra cautious that not everyone likes dogs now biscuit is a little bit reactive he does like to bark he's a dachshund they are a barky breed mm -hmm. they have a lot of energy they're very vibrant excitable but he's he friendly squeaks and he's friendly yeah. he, and because i think because he's small it's not intimidating However, if he was the size of a Great Dane, he would need to be extremely retrained because it would be too much. Oh, we insane! Yeah, if you had Far a massive much. dog, because that would—I think—if I was walking past a big dog who was like excited, as, as excited excited as, as biscuit, biscuit. I'd, I would find it really difficult to understand if he's like happy or angry. Or yeah, anything, it would exactly. Be, yeah. So while saying that, biscuit is currently in training. I've been training him for a little while yeah. now to try and like reduce his reactivity. It is working. He is getting there, but he's still a puppy, so it's taking a little bit longer. Anyway, so yes, I can understand that there is like an innate fear towards dogs when i was growing up i had a friend and she didn't like dogs and i had two dogs so it was very like our friendship was kind of difficult because we couldn't really like i would always go over to hers to hang out she would never come over to mine because we had dogs yeah so it's understandable but i also feel like outright saying like i hate dogs when a problem comes from a certain type of experience you've had if you were to exchange dogs with like anything else if let's just say i don't know i hate trans people yeah you'd be like 
well, I would be like, mm, yeah, Blair White wouldn't. You need to, you need to like readdress why mm. that's that's the thing. Actually, when it comes to things like dogs, like if you've got some like real trauma or something around it, I feel like it's one of those things in life where like you were gonna come into contact with dogs all the time, mm. and like surely it would be better for you to work on that and try to like heal the wound or whatever, and try to actually try to get over it. Because I feel like if without addressing it and just being like, I don't wanna be near a dog, it's like, well, I feel like you're making your life slightly harder by like not. Pets are a, a natural part of like human life. Human life. You will so, always yeah. come across them, no matter, like, you might be on a bus and there's a dog, or on a train there's a dog. Yeah. And it would be more beneficial for yourself in order to maybe have some moments of self-reflection or, or well, therapy. Go to therapy. Therapy, therapy yeah. is actually what I was thinking of. Unpopular opinion, I hate dogs. Uh, yes, that to me, that, yes, is, that an is an unpopular, unpopular opinion. opinion. It's totally okay to play video games on the easiest setting to enjoy the storyline. I agree. I, oh I As a streamer, I agree. Have you ever tried to stream and play video games on difficult? It's impossible. But anyway, yes. So I've been getting so much grief from my gamer friends for playing games on easy mode. They're calling me not a true gamer because I don't play on hard mode. I just want to enjoy the game for the storyline and not to get frustrated dying endless times, not being able to defeat a boss or making simple mistakes. Does that make me any less of a gamer? So this is actually really interesting as someone who is a quite a hard I game all the time and I have had this said to me so many times even by Callum to be honest he's always like I don't know why I don't play on the hardest mode it's because I don't enjoy dying all Stressful, the time it's stress. stress I'm not someone who's like I must enjoy the story too much it's more of a I want to be able to play the game with at least some challenge and then if I really like it I can go back to play it after I complete it on like ultra hard mode if I've you know because I always play on medium I won't play on the easiest but I will play on medium setting so not the hardest not the easiest because I like some kind of challenge whatever but I'm not someone who wants to play on like the hardest difficulty where like you die every like eight seconds eight seconds like when we, when we Elden when, Ring. do you remember when we were playing through um cuphead a cuphead oh my god i love cuphead but like playing on just even just normal mode we actually stopped playing because, because it, was, it was so difficult was, so we actually found that if we did certain levels like by ourselves we could do them a lot easier yeah. as soon as you started playing two player it became infinitely harder yeah and although it's like fun and silly and like, and that's where what was it Bimini, Bimini, I've been pecked to death by Bimini Bon Boulash. It became like not fun. Yeah, not fun. And as fun. soon as gaming becomes not fun, it you do have to ask yourself, why am I playing this game? Yeah. Like, I why think, am I wasting time? I think this is definitely one of those times this of main character syndrome yeah. as well. It's like, well, I enjoy a video game this way, therefore you must enjoy it too. Yeah. The same way, not everyone enjoys racing games. Yeah. Some people love racing games. Me, I like some, not all. Yeah. Football I like the games. fun ones. I find oh, I couldn't... Best. I find football games. They've remade the same game like yeah. 20 times I and they've rinsed everyone for money. Utterly boring and trivial. But if you're someone who enjoys football games, I'm not going to say to you, what the <laughs> f are you playing that while you You're not it? a gamer. Yeah, you're just so weird. gay. If you're that fragile and insecure about yourself, like then you're going to have an issue with it. I love a challenge, but I do find that in certain games, um, especially playing them on Twitch, I have to put them on easy because it's playing distracted. Mm -hmm. You're playing a game distracted. And if yeah. you look away for a split second to respond, to someone you've died especially yeah if you're playing a hard mode 100 yeah dead space is one that i put on easy because yeah. i have a, a like an illogical fear of horror games i just yeah. cannot play them for yeah. some reason so dead space i've made it like half not even halfway through like four hours in, oh, it's because I you, like, you know uh, what well, i love easy. like I, so i really enjoy watching luxterra play horror games because like i love the fear because i'm evil it's but like i've seen it. her play games and if she was to play it on harder modes like she panics when it's when anything scary yeah. happens she goes into like this outrage panic she's like ah, I, ah, yeah. So like, I don't just... know why horror games do this to me. Nothing else has this effect on me in my life. Like, I'm perfectly fine with 
everything. But as soon as it's a horror game, I'm like, this is the worst experience it's I've strange. ever had. So like, if you were to play on a hard mode, you would just die all the time because you panic so much. <laughs> like, fun. I'd hate it. But so, people do, do. People really get up in arms in this. They though. do. This yeah. Is a real, I don't know. People outside the gaming world probably don't know so much. But this this notion of like you playing a game that's not on like hard mode, people get really opinionated on it. It's really weird. The point of it is that you are enjoying a piece of media created by people for certain. Do you know like, what I play on easy mode? Mega Drive games. That era oh, of yeah, games are so hard. They are so difficult. I played Echo the Dolphin while I was playing the first Echo oh, the yes. Dolphin on stream. I had to enable cheats. I enabled Ultimate Breath and like Unlimited Life because it was so hard. Even on easy mode, I couldn't complete it. I was like, I'm just going to put a cheat in because it was so difficult. So the idea that it was like, you're, you're a not a real stu- gamer. Like, well, maybe you should focus on your own life, sis. Yeah. So I hate that this is actually an unpopular opinion because it's actually true. Like yeah. people get really up in arms about people playing on easy mode. So, yes. thank you so much for tuning in today. Let us know what you think about anything we have discussed today. Yes. Remember, this was a weird one. This is very, strange. very opinionated. Unpopular <laughs> opinions. <laughs> These ones are a bit more of a surprise. Because if we're talking about like current events, we kind of know what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. You kind of know, but like we've both kind of experienced it. Yes. But yeah, I love these little Reddit deep dives we do into certain things. If you would like to hear another unpopular opinions, um, sound off. Below. Yes, if this one does really well, a little bit like the Am I the A hole one we do, like, because that does really well. So we will do another one at some point. Mm. Like, we will carry on, do, we'll do like another one of these if it does really well. Mm. Anyway, yes, thank you so much for watching today. Please give this a like on the video. It helps really, it helps out. Yeah, and let us know down yes. below what you think about this. Yes. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you give us a five star review. Or wh- whatever it is on the podcasting a thumb up. thing. Gold a thumb up, yeah. A fist. Goodreads review. A Goodreads review. <laughs> uh, Yelp. And we will see you soon for yes. another gag. And we'll spill some more tea in your octave nerve. Mm-hmm. Protect your optic nerve. Mm, goodly bye, Lou. <laughs> <laughs>